to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we're going back to the 1990s and catching up with our favorite mustachioed hero, Anil Kapoor. First up, Kapoor plays an adoring son, blind to his stepmother's true nature, in Indra Kumar's 1992 hit, Veta. Then Kapoor gets caught up in the revolutionary movement in 1994's 1942, A Love Story, from Vidu Vinod Chopra. Finally, Kapoor channels his inner Robin Hood in Pankaj Parashar's fantasy flop Rajkumar from 1996. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis peoples. Matt! Yep? We are picking up with the Anil Kapoor series that we started a few episodes ago. Yeah, this one actually took less time to get back to than uh, <laughs> Amitabh Bachchan. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I blame so, you for that. <laughs> so we put out an episode about Anil Kapoor films from the 1980s, and so now we're looking at the 1990s. Are you excited to discuss some AK? Yeah. The, the big problem with this one is that we'd already talked about two of his best movies already, mm. so we had to find some other stuff. Yes. and so we I'm... talked about Lamhe in our Yash Chopra episode, right? Yeah. And we talked about uh, Tall in our episode with I Don't Get It, the dance and theater podcast. Yeah, and to be fair, Tall was more of a supporting role than less of a, mm-hmm. of a lead. lead. Uh, but we did already discuss those two. So Those uh, were on the list of everyone telling me <laughs> what was the best ones to watch. And we've already done them. Yeah, and wouldn't you believe it, no one mentioned Rajkumar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think it came up at all. Yeah. So not once. You're gonna to have to explain as to why we're watching that. And uh, I will uh, explain right now. If your favorite didn't get on this list, it's honestly because we couldn't find one with subtitles. Yeah. It, this was actually fairly difficult. I think that Anil Kapoor is underserved by streaming. Which um, is interesting because he is such a big star and also a big crossover star. Yeah. It's. It's difficult to find some of these 90s classics. Yeah. So um, if you're wondering why we picked the ones we did, it's because we could find them. Well, and also you're right to defend Raj Kumar. But before we get to that... I'll defend Raj Kumar. <laughs> I'll defend Raj Kumar to the grave. Uh, guess what, Matt? What? We have a new review. Oh, perfect. It's a COVID miracle. Hooray, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, I shouldn't cheer for COVID. I'll cheer for the review. Yeah, I cheer for the review. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Just Give Me the Reboot uh, in the U.S. Mm. It's an Apple podcast review. And they write, hey, huge fan of what you guys do. Thanks. As an NRI, it's great hearing a nuanced and unexoticized take on a part of South Asian culture people don't really know much about. I think it would be really cool if y'all reviewed Guide, 1965, Arth, or even a Guru Dutt Masterwork trilogy, Piazza, Kagazke, Pool, Asahibibui, or Gulam. I'm probably messing up those pronunciations. I apologize. In terms of Anil Kapoor, I think Parinda would be really great. Yeah, we it, can explain this too. <laughs> even if it is 1989, which is practically 90s, it's what led to Satya and ultimately the crime Bollywood movies of today. Thank you for the great podcast. Oh, huh, you're welcome, Reboot. You're welcome. Just give me the reboot. Hopefully, the, uh, do you think that this is a reference to the classic Canadian kids uh, CGI TV show, Reboot? I hope so. Which was about what it's like to live inside of your computer? Cause <laughs> I never watched that. You never watched it? No. Oh, that show? That show slapped. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. I was too busy watching Shira. Because it was like Tron. And where, Jen. It was like Tron where everyone in the computer had like a job. Mm-hmm. But then when the user... Oh, I know why I didn't watch this, because it was on YTV. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have that. 
okay, so whenever the user played a video game, it was like this big cube of energy that fell on the computer town. Okay. And then everyone had to like take on roles in the video game. Hmm. So it'd be like you're at work and then, oh no, I have to be in Victorian England now. Huh. And yeah, it was a Canadian TV show. First used CGI. It was great. Interesting. I learned all about what really happens inside your computer, whereas a bunch of little characters are going about their day until I start playing Stellaris. Well, I really hope that Just Give Me the Reboot is in reference to that. Otherwise, I Otherwise, hope you all I've learned something. A, otherwise, I've made a huge fool of myself. Uh... Yeah, thank you so much for that review. It's, it, it means a lot to hear that our podcast hasn't come across as exoticizing Bollywood because I think that's something that over the course of doing this podcast, we've become really conscious of mm-hmm. and really try to avoid. Well, it's popular mass entertainment. It's just not directed at, you know, most of the people who look like us, you know. Yes. and It's for, not exotic. It's Exactly. For many people around the world, this isn't exotic. And, and, and exotic is... is is relative because what would be exotic to us would not be exotic to others. Um, but kind of inherently exoticism is othering and, mm-hmm. and we never want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe early on in the podcast, we weren't as aware of the pitfalls of kind of accidentally exoticizing another culture. And that's something we really try to avoid. Uh, in terms of discussing films like Guide and Arth and the Grudette films, uh, that's something that has uh, been on our to-do list. Uh, there's a there's a couple issues with them. One is it's hard to source some of those films. The further back you go, the harder it is for us to find good transfers with quality subtitles. We are always looking, uh, especially Piazza, that's a film that I've been wanting to cover for a long time. Uh, so we're hoping to get to them eventually. I, I can't remember if I've been able to source any of these. Well, Piazza is on that YouTube channel that does really high rips. Okay. Like high quality rips. Problem is that there's no subtitles. But yeah. I, I, I keep an eye out for it. Guru Dutt seems like a really exciting filmmaker. I'd love to watch him. We discussed CID and Bazi in the past in a film noir episode. Those were good. I like both of them They were really good. We would like to discuss Marcus' work. One of the... One of the issues that we've found in going back that far and discussing films from the 50s and 60s is that those episodes don't get as many downloads. And so that's not saying that we don't want to do them. We actually really enjoy that work. I think we, we like watching movies that old. Yeah. Uh, but we're always trying to balance out our interests, the availability of the films, and kind of what does well with our listeners. So it's but now actually, we've got a direct order to do so. Yeah, so, it's actually yeah. really great to hear that listeners want it, want yeah. that kind of content. Because in general, the more recent stuff seems to get downloaded the most. But it's not necessarily the stuff that we are always interested in exploring. No. And the... Okay, so with Perinda... Right. This movie slaps. It's Yeah, we great. love Perinda. Perinda rules. The problem is we watched it for a completely different podcast. Yes, uh, and we discussed this in our last Anil Kapoor episode uh, when we were covering the 1980s. I did an episode with Shasha Heed over at the Split Screen Podcast discussing Perinda and Vidhu Vinod Chopra's remake of the film the Broken Horses. Bonkers remake. <laughs> yeah. Into English. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to call out Shah here for a second. We recorded that episode, and then he didn't release it for a while. And in the time from recording it to releasing it, Anton Yelchin had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I go on quite the rant about how much I didn't like he's Anton in, Yelchin. He's in Broken Horses? Yeah, he's yeah. in Broken Horses. It's not a good performance. Um, but 
Yeah. I never meant to speak so ill of the dead. But and I've seen the documentary on him now, Love and Tosha. He's a really interesting guy. I think. No, yeah, he was a good checkup. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's he an excellent checkup. Yeah. And he was really good in Green Room, and you know, he was clearly he was so good in Green Room. He was clearly really well liked by the people yeah. he worked with, and uh, I think, yeah, I think would have made it an incredible filmmaker. I just didn't like a lot of his performances. <laughs> But going back to Corinda, anyway, I have now voice. redeemed myself for sure. that. On in like three different ways, probably. Corinda <laughs> uh, is an amazing movie. I love yeah. it. Corinda is one of my all-time favorite Bollywood films. Yeah, and it's, I, it's just odd that we haven't been able to talk about it that much on this show. Yeah, I guess I guess there's an argument to be made for just doing a whole episode for, on it for discussing it at some point, even though. I have done an episode on another podcast, and I do encourage you to listen to that episode. Yeah, we'll put a link to it. Uh-huh. Um, the the other thing about Perinda, it shows the true Jody in Anil Kapoor's life. It's him <laughs> and Anupam Kher, best of friends, or brothers, or dad and son, or dad of uh, you know the girlfriend. Like <laughs> they have a, limitless combinations between the two of them. Some good, some bad. Everything with him and Jackie Shroff is really good too. Yeah, I. I love that movie, and it was really shocking to me uh, how much better and how much darker it is than the Hollywood one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, in like a in weirdness, I'd actually seen Broken Horses first. I seem to remember Perinda being like actually much more violent. Yeah, and actually pretty sexy for a Bollywood movie. I think the sex scene was more explicit than what you find typically. Yeah. I, I want to go back. I, I really like that movie. I would happily watch it again. Yeah, and we'd love to... We've long wanted to do an episode on the Ram Gopal Varma uh, gangster trilogy. They it's fall just, in and out of copyright. It, they're they're hard to track. Yeah, they fall in and out of availability, and we've never found all three of them available at the same time. Yeah. Satya <laughs> is usually pretty easy, but... Um, no, Satya can be tough. It, I think it's D Company. Yeah, I think that one's D Company. That's one. G Company. D, D company. company. That's the hard one to find. But uh, Satya and the other one have kind of shifted in and out of our view. Yeah. Yeah. So, Love uh, to do it sometime, though. Thank you so much for that review. And uh, I, I hope we didn't spend too too long addressing all of the comments. Talking uh, about Anton Yelchin. We, we really appreciate it, especially, you know, those five stars and kind words. So if you want to be cool, like, just give me the reboot. Go over to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a five-star review yourself, and we'll read that in our next episode. And reboot. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, explain your name, please. <laughs> do you like reboots of films, or do you like reboot the TV show? Inquiring minds need to know. Okay. Uh, so I think that's all we have for preamble. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. The all man, right. the mustache, the legend. So, Anil Kapoor in the 90s. Uh, so picking up where we left off with our last episode. He was crushing 80s. it. Yeah, he was crushing it. And so going into the 90s, it seemed as though Kapoor was going to be, you know, kind of the, the, number, guy. the guy, the number one box right. office draw. Uh, his star was on the rise, but he suffered a lot of flops and box office failures in the 90s. Hmm. Uh, in 1990, Obargi came out and many critics said it was his best performance yet, but the film flopped. It failed kind of draw audiences at the box office. In 1991 came Lamhe, which we have discussed on an episode before. Good movie. With Manish Mathur. Uh, we'll leave a link to that. We loved Lamhe. I love yeah, that It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it did well critically, uh, but it failed at the Indian box office. It was a big success overseas, and it's the first film that Anil Kapoor appears in. Do you know what I'm going to say? Naked. Without a mustache. Oh, right. So right. pretty much naked. <laughs> yeah. 
face naked. Yeah. He always has a mustache, but in this one, he shaves it for part of it. I didn't notice that when we watched it. Or maybe I did, and if I went back to listen to the episode, I noted that, but I don't think I did. Maybe. Do you remember in Rajkumar where he's disguised by putting a mustache over his mustache? He's just got like a bigger mustache. That was cool. <laughs> I liked that a lot. It just makes a longer mustache. Yeah, okay. said, like, <laughs> there's no way they could tell who he is. Look at the size of that mustache. In 1992, he received his second Best Actor Award at the Filmfare Awards for Beta, which we mm -hmm. will be discussing. Uh, but then the failure of the mega-budget Roop Ki Rani Choran Ka Raja damaged his reputation and box office draw. That's one we looked for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we looked for that one, couldn't get it. Yeah. Uh, 1994 proved better with hits like Ladla and 1942 A Love Story, which we will be discussing. After that, there were more box office misses, but by the end of the decade, he kind of picked, things picked up again. Yeah. Um, and he had hits like Diwana Mastana and Virsat. Okay, so Virsat, 1997. Yeah. I tried everywhere I could find. For yeah, that. everyone was recommending that one. We yeah. looked for it everywhere. And uh, I'll reiterate for people who don't know our process, we typically only go for legal routes, but I even went for extra legal this time. Just because, <laughs> you know, we want to promote... Um, paying money for movies or, you know, using your services. But we couldn't find it on any of those. Well, and also it's just, it's wrong to it yeah. pirate movies. There's a, there's, a, there's a moral issue too. Yeah. But even when I was looking on the kind of sleazier YouTube channels, those didn't have subtitles. <laughs> so even if I wanted to, you know, hoist the black flag and, you know, essentially pirate these, couldn't watch it, you know. It's important to us, though, that the films that we discuss, that our audience be able to access them legally. That mm -hmm. we access them legally and our audience be able to access them legally. Yeah, copyright's annoying. You can't be. <laughs> but usually within a month or two of our review of something, we want you to be able to watch it, too. Yeah, yeah. If you have it already. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so that those are both from 1997. And then Be We Number One and Hum Apke Dil Main Rahed Pain from 1999. Fun fact. Fun fact, we started watching that movie, and I turned the channel because it was too boring. Yeah. As soon as Johnny Lever showed up, I was like, no, not again. So that was a huge hit, so we thought that would be the third film to round out our discussion of Jonathan the decade. Jonathan Karras is dead. Comes out Johnny Lever's around for some reason. Oh, I don't know. And yeah, it's a big hit, so we start watching it, and first of all, I think it was on Arrows Now. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a great quality transfer. No, it was... It was letterboxed and in 4x3. Yeah. So it was maybe like a third of our TV, if not maybe a quarter. We were pretty really big small. TV. Yeah. So yeah. it was actually pretty, it was hard to see what was happening. Yeah, so that wasn't great. But then I was willing to go with it. As soon as Johnny Lever showed up, you said, that's it. We're picking a different film. And what did you pick? Raj Kumar. <laughs> An infinitely more talk aboutable film, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen. <laughs> I only watched about 10 minutes of the other one. Um, maybe I'll go back to it if people say it's good. But, uh, oh, Johnny, man, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that, that was really what did it. I'm not exoticizing we like, Johnny Lieber. We were like 20 just, minutes in, Johnny Lieber showed up and you went, do we have to watch this? Yeah. I don't know what it is about... I know what it is about that guy. I don't know what people like about him, but every time he shows up, I'm just like, oh, we're going to be screwing around with some dumb jokes for half an hour while I'm waiting for the plot to show up again. Yeah. We had some similar transfer issues and quality issues on the 
1942, a love story that was available on Eros Now. And the subtitles weren't matching up either. It was off by a fraction of a second and... Just enough to annoy us. It is annoying. So we found it on iTunes to buy. And it was one of those <laughs> rare opportunities where it was cheaper to buy than to rent. Yeah, exactly. So we just bought it. Yeah, um, it was worth $2. Yeah, and based on the strength of Perinda, I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we'll want to own this. Spoiler and you know alert, what? it slaps. It's yeah. a good movie. Glad we own it. Yeah, wonderful film. Uh, so the last thing I want to say is that uh, Kapoor won a Filmfare Award for Best Actor Critics for Vera Sat and Best Supporting Actor for Tall. So he won three Filmfare Awards nice. in the 90s. Good job. Yeah. All right. Matt, do you want to get us into beta? Do I? Okay, so beta, which means sun, came out in 1992. It was directed by Indra Kumar. Features Anil Kapoor, Madhuri Dixit, Aruna Arani, Lakshmi Kadverde, and Anupam Kher in a very annoying role. Uh, this, is, this is a hilarious uh, string of remakes and adaptations. <laughs> We're not going to get into all of them, but it is a remake of a 1987 Tamil film, which is itself the remake of another movie, which is a remake of a novel, which is a remake. There's Bengali in there, Kannada, all kinds of stuff. So this is a popular story. Yeah, the chart on Wikipedia 16 shows, yeah, versions. 16 different film versions, including this one, both versions earlier than this and versions after this. It's a timeless story of a guy who just likes his mom. Set mom. Yeah. <laughs> he calls her mother. Um, a boy's best friend is his mother. Do you know that? Um... Where did we learn that? Psycho. Oh. <laughs> That's where we learned that. Uh, right. So this was the highest grossing film of 1992. It was nominated for nine Filmfare Awards and won five, including Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actress. This has a interesting setup in that uh, young child version of Anil Kapoor is a sad rich boy whose mother died when he was born and just wants a mom. Um, and one night, he calls the uh, telephone directory asking to talk to heaven. So this does sound like the setup for like a weird Christian movie. Um, but the kind of obliging telephone operators on there and say, one of, them is, one of the women pretends to be his mother and says, oh, it's really nice here in heaven. I'm having a great time. And he's like, no, come visit me. Um, and his dad uh, essentially gets a new wife and debuts her <laughs> at uh, the kid's birthday party. Uh, the new wife is, uh, that's Aruna Arani, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, she turns out to be not so great. Passed forward 20 years, and what has she done? Well, she's uh, used legality and a variety of drugs to have her uh, husband proven to be insane. There's some weird stuff going on with the will. Yeah, the, well, the will says that the... Um, His mother's will. And yes. Mother's will. His mother's will says that he gets everything. Yeah. And if he has a kid, it goes to the kid. Mm -hmm. um, so the the stepmother has used used drugs and legal machinations to have her husband proven insane. So he lives in a room just off kind of the main room, and all he gets to eat every day is rotten old roti and onions, <laughs> which is awful. And he sits there being sad all day long. Elder abuse. It's awful. Uh, she also intervenes in her son's education and says, Oh, school? School is for nerds. You should go out and uh, plow this field. If you plow this field, it'll make me happy. So he plows this heretofore unplowable field and makes it green and makes her happy. 
But what this does is keeps him uneducated, illiterate, actually. And he's, you know, unable to notice all the things she's doing. Uh, her brother, played by Anthony Kerr, is embezzling money from the estate. Uh, every, every month, it seems, there's a fire at the warehouse or the well or something, and they have to spend 200,000 rupees or whatever to pay for this. Uh, he's storing all the money in his mattress. But uh, the boy is unnaturally protective of his mother and will fly off the handle getting fights with people. He's essentially got like a, not Stockholm Syndrome, but like he's like an attack dog. If you say something bad about here, he'll flip out, punch you in the face, try to murder you. Uh, while at a wedding, he meets Madhuri Dixit and as we all do, falls in love with her instantly. Uh, he tries to uh, get in touch with her at a carnival later on um, oh, and, carnival. and saves her from a rapist who everyone in her village apparently cares about his opinion of, even though he says, I'm the rapist, and I got back from prison for raping, and I'm looking to do some more raping. Um, and he's apparently like a pillar of the community that people care about for some reason, because his opinion is taken seriously. Um, but she, they spend the night together in a barn during a rainstorm. They go back to her village, and... They don't have sex. They do not have sex. Yeah. Um, but it's quite a sexy number. It is a sexy scene, yes. Um, but they go back to the village and her dad is mad at her. Her mother is also dead, uh, by the way. Um, and she essentially has to intervene before the village beats the crap out of, uh, Anil Kapoor. He's, you know, protecting her honor and they think he's attacked her. Even like the village rapist is like, that guy's <laughs> bad. Um, but, uh, what this results in is her unilaterally saying, okay, what, well, you know what? You guys are all assholes. I'm marrying this guy right now. So they get married. And guess what? What? She can read. She can read, yeah. <laughs> Pretty useful thing to have in a wife. So she goes back to his ancestral estate. He's quite well off compared to her family. And she engages in a battle of wills against Arunarani, the scheming stepmother. Um, Who doesn't love any Kapoor. No, she's a horrible person. Yeah. Um, her heel turn at the end of the movie... Completely unwarranted. I don't see it at all. Yeah. But uh, they, they you know, pick at each other and try and figure out ways to manipulate each other into their own ends. And I won't say what happens, but... Uh, but I will say that Bender Addiction and Anil Kapoor do eventually have sex. They both. And the... They the, did. The, fo- the, the song sequence that, that follows is amazing. It's a great one. <laughs> it's essentially the song from Greece. Tell me where, more, yeah. Yeah, Travolta's talked about how he banged this chick. But it's a bunch of girls asking her, what, what, what was it like? Yeah, they're like, why is your makeup smudged? Yeah, what why, happened to your braid? What, yeah, what, why, are, why, is your, why are your clothes all wrinkly? Winky, why is winky. this inside out? Yeah, they know. And, uh, and she keeps coming up with excuses until Anil Kapoor goes, shows up. He just like, rocks on up like, we had sex! We boned! <laughs> uh, oh my god, that was amazing. That was a good scene. Yeah, any complaints I have about this movie are completely erased by that song sequence alone. Overall, I thought this was a decent movie. Yeah. Um, I don't love it. Terrible wigs. The wigs are bad. Um, and the comedy characters are annoying. So Anna Cares and his wife are basically the main comedy characters. Yeah. Um, he's got this crazy look. He looks sort of like Benjamin Franklin. And he's got a lisp. And he, he's... Just scheming all the time and doing uh, annoying stuff. 
Also, there's a stepbrother involved. Right. Who goes who has off. a modern wife. Yeah, she has a modern wife. Uh, that means she wears pants. She has pants and she has like kind of poofed up hair, lots of hairspray. Uh, he was supposed to go to medical school, but he, uh, uh, well, oh, that's a good word. He rusticated out of medical school. I had to look that one up. Mm-hmm. He rusticated, but he came back and said. I love to rusticate. You don't want to rusticate. Rusticate's bad. That means you get kicked out of school. I know. I'm just joking. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, he like, brings some worthless paper along and said, here's my diploma. And Neil Kapoor can't read. So he's like, yeah, thanks, brother. Yeah. Neil Kapoor is just a lovable dope. He is a lovable dope. Um, but, yeah, he'll fly off the handle. He'll punch his wife in the face. He'll do all kinds of bad stuff if anyone says anything bad about his mother. So a fairly circuitous series of events has to happen before he's able to like, kind of grasp the fact that Oh, yeah, she locked up my dad in a room for 20 years. Maybe she's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's poisoning involved. There's a sword fight. There's all kinds of stuff by the end. Yeah, this movie had a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the best stuff is anytime Madhuri Dixit gets to dance. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was kind of bored until she showed up. And then I just thought, oh, yeah, here's the reason why the movie's good. And she, I mean, I knew Madhuri Dixit was sexy, Matt. She looks good. But this is this was a new level of sexy for Madhuri Dick shit. Yeah. Uh, there's like a song sequence where uh, Anil Kapoor's like fantasizing about her where she's just on she's fire. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Uh, that, that woman. <laughs> I bet there's some scenes in that that were uh, paused pretty regularly to try and see what she's wearing underneath that song. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, I, I, I see some criticism about item numbers being too sexual these days. Uh, and, uh, oh, what's what's the name of the woman from uh, Street Dancer 3? Fatehi? I think that's it, yeah. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, she's Canadian, she's hey? She's like, she does the floor hump move. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Nora Fatetti. Uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, I have nothing against her. Um, I think she's an excellent dancer, but sometimes I'm like, the choreographer should have toned it down. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't need to be this overt. Yeah. Uh, in this, this, they needed to be this overt. I, I do agree that, like, you know, sometimes these days I'm a little bit like, oh, my pearls and shield my eyes. But honestly, like, you know, Madura Dick Dick shit was sexier than I think most Bollywood numbers are these days back in the 90s. Like, at least for women. Yeah, that was. I think for men, like, the shirtlessness and general oiled up hotness has increased. Yeah, Darty Disco really, like, shifted things. And now with Rambeer Singh, you know, thrusting in a Speedo. Yeah, I think that has increased. But yeah, she was smoking back then. Oh god, she's it's incredible. Like this is just this is, these numbers are so so sexy. And that little the whole number after her and Anil Kapoor just having sex and her being really coy about it, but that heaving bosom. Oh yeah, she does some good but boob it's, work it's, in all in both of her films. Some excellent boob thrusting. Yeah, I noticed. But I want to I want to point out that it's very classy and tastefully done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. She's she's just incredible. I just I, I just found that the narrative, since it hinges on him essentially being programmed. Yeah. He like, he turns against her a couple times, and you'd think after all they've gone through, he'd be able to break through it. But he really has to basically 
die and come back to life before he can be unhypnotized. Yeah. So I guess so by the end, sure. It was the extent to which he was programmed. But, yeah, it was a little bit tedious at times. Yeah, this wasn't my favorite Anil Kapoor performance. And I guess, to a certain extent, I'm surprised about him winning the film for award for this over some of his other roles. Because he just... I think the whole kind of... Uh, level, it's not a lovable scamp thing. It's just like the whole... Well, he's 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 been coaxed into being a doofus, basically. Yeah, the whole doofus thing, I just I didn't entirely jive with. I don't think Kapoor is bad at it. I just well, he's think, great at it in 1942. We're going to talk about it right after Yeah, this. I just yeah. think that um, there's not enough to the character to really get excited about as as an mm-hmm. audience member. I, th- I think Madeira Dixit is, is much more the draw here. Yeah, I would say she's probably the main character. Yeah. If you were going by the person who has agency and not is exactly. in the movie that much. That's the issue. I think you she's want... She's the one we're rooting for. He's actually an obstacle. Yeah, you want a bit more agency from your hero. And the best stuff with him, I think, is when he's not around his mother. With kind yeah. of at the carnival. The carnival in the, the village? The village has... was good when he's fighting the whole village. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the carnival does have kind of like some wild shifts in tone and There's content. There's some gags and stunts. That I think were hard to kind of go with. The village rapist guy, I thought, he was bad. I didn't care for him. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think they should abolish that position, actually, to yeah. tell you the truth. I don't I don't think we need one anymore. Yeah. Uh, you compared this quite a bit to Jane Eyre when we were watching it. Yeah, there's kind of a Victorian element to it. Um, in Jane Eyre... Oh, I think we also said Dickensian. Dickensian, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he was a Victorian, so it follows. Yeah. Uh, but locking your father up in a in a room for 20 years and feeding him gross food, and a woman, well, that's in Jane Eyre, except it's Rochester's wife, mm-hmm. his first wife, she went crazy. Um, at, but in the book uh, Why It's Our Guys So See by Jean Reese, you see her half of the story. Good mm-hmm. book. Um, but it's, it's the story of a woman coming to a uh, rich person's house and essentially having to reason her way through all these ancestral problems. Mm-hmm. That's very Jane Eyre to me. And, you know, dead mothers and uh, um, people being obsessed with their family feels very Victorian to me. Yeah, I think even even the, the stepmother character kind of has like a Miss Havisham aspect to her. Mm-hmm. She's obviously a very different character and I don't think kind as... Kind of a Corella Deville type. Yeah, <laughs> as well developed as Miss mm-hmm. Havisham, but... Am I saying that correctly? I think it's Havisham, yeah. Uh, but I think you can you can kind of yeah, it, it does kind of have that Victorian aspect. We just know to she wants narrative. the money and she's willing to screw over her uh, son. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who saw my highly idiosyncratic Twitter stream the other day, uh, she's a real Dio Brando type, and Erin's um, <laughs> shaking her head at me. And Neil Kapoor plays a very uh, Jonathan Joestar type lovable, nice guy. But Dio Brando, obsessed with money and wants to destroy the Joe stars no matter what. Great. Yeah. yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Get into it. We have alienated our audience for no, they love our it. reboot talk. They love it. Now with our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure talk. They're definitely into it. And if you've seen Phantom Blood, you know I'm right. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, anything else to say about Beta? Uh, I thought there was actually some really nice photography. There's a scene after that dance we kept talking about where all the... Right. I guess all the women who work with him. It does kind of feel like they're like on the moors or something. Yes. Well, yeah, there's some nice photography in that 
they all have lanterns attached to their dresses, I guess, or maybe there's something reflective. Yeah. So there's a sunset happening, mm-hmm. and Madhuri Dixit and Anil Kapoor are caressing each other. And you can see all these women kind of walking into the distance, and all you can see is kind of the, the light reflecting off of them. There's some like moments of artistry like that that I thought were really nice. Yeah, I think the only thing that... Or I guess, like, the reason why I, I can't, like, fully embrace this film is just because I think some of the comedy is really just too broad for my taste, though I recognize that, you know, this is kind of standard for Bollywood, especially in the era, but too broad for my taste. Uh, and, again, like, some of the stuff with the carnival, like, just the wild swings from slapstick silly comedy to sexual assault was, was a lot. In a motorcycle death arena. Yeah. Uh, Probably the same one from Barat. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of death arenas, I can't wait to talk about a death (laughs) arena coming up. Okay. Well, before we get to that, we have to go to Interval and we have to discuss 1942, A Love Story. What are we listening to, Matt? So our Interval song today is the song that later turned into a movie last year. Yeah. So, Eklaki Kodekato. When I Saw Her Face, I think it is, basically. Uh, but this is from 1942, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> With Pod Power, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a Pod Power shout out to. What on Earth Can We Do? What on Earth Can We Do is a podcast produced by the Alberta Emerald Foundation. In this annual series, hosts Colleen and Gregory chat with Alberta's environmental leaders about hot topics like food waste, reusing and recycling, and more. While tackling ecological challenges as individuals may seem daunting, we can learn together to answer the question, what on earth can we do? To listen and find out more, visit emeraldfoundation.ca slash podcast. Many listeners suggested we watch Tall for this episode. The problem is, we've already done an episode on Tall, with Paul and Fonda from I Don't Get It. I Don't Get It is an award-winning podcast that offers a critical perspective on performances of all kinds happening in Edmonton and beyond. You can find I Don't Get It and the rest of the podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB at albertapodcastnetwork.com. So that was Ekladki Kodekato from 1942, A Love Story, the film that we are about to discuss. Is this a love story or not this film? Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. It came out in 1994. It's directed by Vidu Vinod Chopra, and it stars Anil Kapoor, Manisha Korala, Jackie Shroff, Anu Pinker, and Danny Denzokba. That's a killer cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. It's inspired by the 1992 Kannada film Mysore Malik, which itself is based on a 1942 collection of poetry by K.S. Narasamaswamy. I apologize for that pronunciation. The first Indian film to use Dolby Stereo. Really? That's interesting because I thought that the sound was kind of off when we were watching it, so maybe I needed to look at our surround sound. I'm not too sure. That could also just be the transfer. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, go on. 
Um, and it was nominated for 13 Filmfare Awards, including Best Actor, and it won nine, uh, including Best Supporting Actor for Jackie Shroff, mm-hmm. uh, Best Music Director, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. This movie does look gorgeous. Cinematography really, was amazing. Yeah, I'm really glad we upgraded uh, yeah. the copy that we watched. It uses the anamorphic lens in a really interesting way by mm-hmm. zooming in and out on things in the foreground and background, specifically a swinging noose on top of the building. Yeah. Vidu Vinod Chopra, I think, is uh, is like a capital D director. I think mm-hmm. he has an incredible eye, and I think it's too bad that his attempt at an English language film is so off, so bad. He probably shouldn't have written it. <laughs> if he'd taken a different story and made that into an English language movie, maybe. But Fair I don't know if Perinda really lent itself well to English language translation. Yeah. Uh, so the plot here is pretty straightforward. It opens with uh, Anil Kapoor about to be hanged, and he's kind of talking to his mother, uh, and he you know, believes in a free India. Mm-hmm. We then flash back to, I think just months before. No, it's not even months. It's maybe like... A couple weeks, I think. Yeah, not that, not too, not too long before yeah. uh, this opening, and we're in. I believe it's Dalhousie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Anil kind Ka- of a mountainous region. Yeah, uh, it, it's 1942, and Anil Kapoor's father works for the British Raj. Yeah, he's he's really connected to them economically, yeah. and I think he wants like I don't think he get a lordship, but there's some sort of civilian honor he mm-hmm. can get. Uh, and General Douglas. Uh, Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, a member of the British Army. He looks like is... Blofeld from the Bond movies. <laughs> yeah, we're shown in a lot of cutaways just how much he loves killing Indian revolutionaries. Hang him. He's coming to town and it will be an opportunity for the revolutionaries to try and assassinate him. He's Yeah, he's being recalled to England. Mm-hmm. So Andrew Pumker is a part of the revolution. His daughter is played by Manisha Corella, and guess what, Matt? He sees her on a bus. Yeah, Manisha Corella and Anil Kapoor, of course, fall in love amid this turmoil. Mm -hmm. Uh, They themselves are not radicalized, but as the film goes on and the events unfold and Manisha Corella kind of awakens to... Uh, her father's activities and his fight for a free Indian. She believes in his ideals. Uh, she, you know, turns to the cause, and in turn, Anil Kapoor does as well. And this all culminates in, you know, this moment when General Douglas co- finally comes to town, and the revolutionaries want to <laughs> want to uh, strike, but Anil Kapoor gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, Danny Deng Zangpa plays the head of the army in the town, mm-hmm. and his daughter has the hots for Anil you know, Kapoor. Yeah. Uh, he has a really interesting role, because he knows that uh, he's subservient to the English, and but he's still proud of his job. Mm-hmm. He's like um, Alec Guinness in The Bridge Over the River Kwai, and he's given the town, like, you, you gotta build this bridge. And like he's he actually feels proud of his service, mm-hmm. but deep down he realizes it's probably evil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes around to the good side. And Jackie Shroff is the revolutionary who comes to town to kill the general. Yeah, he's like a legendary revolutionary pal of Anupam Kerr. Yeah. Uh, this film is excellent. This slaps. It's good. so good. I can't say that I liked it as much as Perinda. I think it's a bit more... It's scope a, is bigger. It, the scope is bigger, but I also think the narrative is a bit more straightforward. Perinda just had, like... Oh, had wait, Perinda these, is more straightforward. 
No, I think this is more straightforward. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, Perinda had all these surprising twists and this, this, this painful darkness at the center of it. Baby costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this feels a bit more like, yeah, like this epic love story set during a um, tumultuous time that ultimately is just as much about these young people falling into love as it is about rousing the independent spirit. And... Well, falling in love with your country. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, but it, it's, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. I I really loved it, especially the the cinematography. I think this movie just looks incredible. Did you get tired of hearing Holt's uh, Mars, the bringer of war? Because <laughs> they use that a lot. It's usually whenever that General Douglas guy shows up. Yeah. 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 I do kind of. I don't know. I I like I like seeing white people vilified this much. Oh, it's fun in Lagan. It's fun in Thugs of Hindustan. White people are terrible. Wrong to Basanti. It's I think it's wrong to Basanti. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the what the director's grandfather or something. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it is enjoyable. It's part of the screw the British uh, cinema yeah. filmography. I think that's the other thing is we like seeing like colonialism uh, dismantled. Exactly. You yeah. Know? So so we that always appeals to us. It didn't really go into the history of 1942 that much. No. Because I'm guessing this is Chandra Bose, maybe. Because he was the Indian army that had to kind of escape. You find out about this in Rangoon and mm. also in real history. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, like, I would have to kind of read a book or to understand exactly who these revolutionaries are. I know what they're trying to do. Yeah. But, um, 1942 is an interesting part of the war, too. Because that's presumably when Japan has taken uh, Bengal, right? Mm. So, yeah. It, it doesn't drown you too much in that historical detail, and it left me kind of wanting to know a little bit more. I could have used like a title crawl. Yeah, it's very, it's very kind of isolated in in this kind of like mountainous small town. It's a microcosm for the country. Exactly. Uh, let's discuss the the love story here. So uh, I think Manny Shikarla and Anil Kapoor are great, and I think the the course of their of their romance and also their character arts just moves so beautifully throughout the film where they kind of start out um, kind of optimistic. Well, she knows that what her father's up to. She knows what her father's she's up to. She's just not really... She's not really into she's it. She's not in it, yeah. Yeah, she's not involved. Over the yeah. course of the film, she becomes more involved, kind of because of... Because she kind of has to. Kind of presaging <laughs> Dilse as well. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it starts out as a much kind of sweeter, kind of innocent love story. They're where, putting on Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing like the kids in town are doing a play, which yeah, it seems to be Romeo and Juliet. And Danny Dengzopa's daughter um, is kind of playing the romantic lead of the play, but Anil Kapoor is always looking at Manisha Karala. <laughs> She's like the script girl. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just yeah, it starts out as kind of a rather sweet, innocent love story of these young kids kind of falling in love, and mm-hmm. then you know, over the course of it, they get radicalized. Yeah, and and I. It, 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 I feel like Kapoor and Kerala present that in a really kind of natural way. Like it's it's very believable that these that these characters that these kids would kind of go in this way. And what I love is well, that teenagers are given to big, stupid, you oh, know, totally swings of uh, emotion and rallying to causes. So for him, it's that kind of like I'm going to be a hero and get my girlfriend back. 
for her, something bad happens, and she has some time to reflect, and she thinks that he did it. Mm -hmm. So she kind of hardens her heart that way. Yeah, there is kind of like a surprise, like some surprising darkness in this film, you know, kind of like what I was alluding to in Perinda, especially kind of midway through. Um, oh, and there's this incredible scene. So, so Anil Kapoor thinks she's dead, which mm -hmm. I don't think is a huge spoiler. Um, and then when they see each other once again in town, the way that scene is shot mm -hmm. of them kind of running through the streets. Yeah, yeah, and crossing paths and just it's like a dolly shot, just watching them run. Oh, God. It's keeping really, everything in focus, and it's really good. It's really impressive. There's some incredible camera work in this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I I think the only other Vidu Vinod Chopra film I've seen is Parenda. So I'd like to and Broken Horses. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to catch up with some of the others. Please let us know if they're all as good as these two. Uh, I'm, I'm not guessing no. Well, I'm not quite sure what he's up to. It seems like he's producing more Yeah, than we've seen lots of movies he's produced. Directing yeah. these days. One of the things that I really like about Anil Kapoor's character in this performance is that he doesn't kind of become the main revolutionary that saves the day. Like, that's mm -hmm. still Jackie Schroff. It's, he's it's still, trained. I mean, yeah, Kapoor's been a revolutionary for a day and a half. Well, exactly. He actually kind of, like, messes everything up that Schroff is working on. And Schroff, He does some pretty heroic stuff. Though. Yeah, he does. But Schroff kind of has to, like, reset the course of things. Yeah. Uh, I really I really liked that element, that it, like, that Kapoor... He's got his he heart's never, in the right place. His heart's in the right place, but he never kind of becomes like the best revolutionary. Like I think, I think the focus is still on Shroff. Yeah. And if anything, things might have gone smoother if he hadn't gotten in the way. Things were of a hundred percent gone smoother. <laughs> um, uh, I think this might be Anupam Kerr's best role. He's really good. Really, it's not. It's not a long role for him, but he's. Kind of using his sort of Gandhi look mm. to good ends. He's got little glasses. He's got tuberculosis. He coughs a lot. Right. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, maybe this or Baby or a few others. He's not very funny in this movie. He's very serious. Yeah. But I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I like Anupam Kerr as an actor. I have issues with his politics, but I do agree with you that he's very good in this. It's much better than Beta, his role. <laughs> Um, I like him better in serious movies, I find. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know if I like him as a comedic actor as much. Oh, he's really good in Perinda, too. Another sort of shorter role. I don't know. He's pretty, he's pretty funny in Lamhay. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think a little bit of that goes a long way. One of these days, I'll make you watch the Shokins. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. You've threatened many times. I know. I have. I'm one of these days. Uh, I really liked how uh, the character of the like water cleaner. Yeah, that guy gets his moment to shine. Yeah, that it, that he ends up being in trouble with the plot because I think at first we were like, "Who is this guy with this like, giant?" Like, a lot of, they're cleaning a lot of blood off the street every day. So yeah, like you know, he's a he's a lower cast character, um, and I you know clearly. Uh, the film, you know, like you said, wants to be a microcosm. It's like Lagan, it's different parts of India teaming up to defeat the English. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like how that character kind of emerges from the background, kind of, you know, starts out as a background character, and then over the course of the film, by the end of it, very important to their plan. Mm -hmm. His unique skill set mm -hmm. uh, was really useful. Yeah.
The songs here are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very well staged. Did you have a favorite one at all? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but the one where they're in a rainstorm and kind of a beat up old house. Yeah, that, that was really was nice. Really good. I like that a lot. Eklad Key is very good. Yeah. 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 Just a really solid movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I especially like the section right after Anil Kapoor thinks that she has died and she thinks that Anil Kapoor is kind of turned on them. I wonder uh, if it's longer than Om Chantillon. So we've recommended that to people as a good intro. But I think this would be a good intro too. You think? Yeah. It's a good kind of 90s historical epic. Hmm. Like, I don't know, the things we like here, Dances with Wolves or right. you know, Glory, that kind of thing. If you're into that kind of mode of filmmaking, you'd probably pick up on this too. Because we've recommended... Om Shanti Om is the first beginner movie for mm-hmm. people, but that is pretty inside baseball a lot of the time. This, I mean, you might be wondering why the English are still there if you don't know anything about Indian history, but... The politics um, are pretty basic, like colonialism yeah. bad and people yeah. don't want to be ruled by the British. Yeah. Um, it would be a good intro, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else left to say about 1942? No, the movie that everyone said was good. It was good. Okay, the, other one, the movie everyone said was bad. Did anyone say anything about this film? No, it did not come up in our uh, asking for ideas for what to watch. Uh-huh. I think it should have. Matt, why have we watched Rajkumar? Okay, so this is a movie when I bailed on the um, Johnny Lever one. Uh, I was looking around for other Anil Kapoor movies to watch. This one had subtitles. And... As soon as I saw Naziruddin Shah dressed as two different versions of kind of Grand Vizier type characters. Yeah, you thought they were going to be wizards. I thought they were going to be wizards. (laughs) There is a witch in this movie, but I thought it was going to be wizards. He's kind of got a Doctor Strange look going on. Uh, I was in. Um, (laughs) This movie is apparently a gigantic flop. It cost a lot of money and it It sure looks like it cost at least $3. I think it. I think <laughs> the movie looks better as it goes on. It does. Once they start, those the, opening titles are the, rough. The opening titles are extremely busted. They uh, look like they were made in like PowerPoint. Yeah, it's that kind of uh, Microsoft product. Word like, art. Word art, and then kind of like I don't know, like Command and Conquer or something like that. Sort of special effects. Man, it sucked. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, this is Raj Kumar, uh, which means Prince. Came out in 1996, directed by Pankaj Parashar, featuring Anil Kapoor, Midori Dixit, Nazirin Shah, and Danny Dengzangkwaga. Um, also a very good cast. <laughs> were they in a great movie? No, they were not in a great movie. You said something great while we were watching this, that you wanted to interview Nazirin Shah yeah. solely to ask him about this movie. Yeah. Well-respected actor in parallel cinema, has done some excellent work in <laughs> Hindi cinema, I just want to know, like, how high were you? Were you blazing it? You seem a little bit out of it. Um, was it fun to wear the costumes? Did sword fighting, was that fun? He doesn't seem like the guy who gets to sword fight in a lot of movies, right? He's mostly like the kitchen sink drama guy or a historical drama guy, not the evil Grand Vizier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the so- best thing I can say about this movie is that it would make... An absolutely devastatingly good episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. If, if I feel Mike, like you'd have to get a dubbed version to do that. Yeah, if Mike or Joel or the new guy, Jonah, if any of them had like kind of the background in Hindi film to fully appreciate how off the wall this thing is, I think they could have a huge meal of it. It would be fun on a bun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So kind of after the... Well, okay, give us the opening premise, and then I'll tell you what I figured out right after the opening premise. Okay, so there's these two warring kingdoms, and one of the warring kingdoms tries to make peace with the other one, mm-hmm. um, but Nezirudin Shah, who is, I think it's Anuladana? I don't remember the name of the kingdoms, and since none of the people listening to this podcast <laughs> have seen the film, they will probably not be able to stop me, so... One is Kingdom A, and one is Kingdom... That's a, that's a bold statement that you think none of our listeners have ever seen okay, this film. Okay, okay, okay. If you've seen this film, come at me on Twitter and tell me that I got the names of the countries wrong. But one of them started with an A. <laughs> yes. That was the one that Nazirudin Shah was from. And then one of them, I think, started with an M. <laughs> and that's the one that Anil Kapoor's from. Right. Anyway... Um, These are very important details. Nazirudin Shah kills the leader of the country that he is in charge of. And then blames it on Anil Kapoor's father. Anil Kapoor's father is hung to death by uh, the bad country. Mm-hmm. And him and his best friend are sent to live in a monastery or something to get away from all the bloodshed. Maduri Dixit is the princess of the country that uh, Nazarudin Shah is in charge of. Yeah. Don't look on the Wikipedia. I don't think it says. <laughs> um, but anyway, fast forward about 20 years. And Anil Kapoor and his buddy are in a dungeon about to get their hands chopped off. And then Aaron says, This is exactly like the same scene as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner. So this is a movie that I saw probably when I was 10 and haven't really thought about much since. I thought it was okay, but this was a family favorite for Aaron. I have seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves so many times. And you know, if... When you have the VHS, if you fast forward through the credits, at the end they play the Brian Adams music video for everything yeah, I do. That makes sense. Yeah, it's very important. Now. Um, but yeah, Aaron <laughs> clocked on right away like, wait a minute, this is just the plot of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And as the film goes on, guess what, Matt? It continues to be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. More Robin Hood stuff <laughs> happens. So Danny Dengzangpa is essentially playing the same guy that Morgan Freeman plays, the Muslim yes. guy. The Moor in that one. I forget what his... He's Ali in this. He doesn't really do the Robin Hood bow and arrow thing until the end of the movie. Yeah, he does eventually. But he he has like a Robin Hood getup. He dresses like Robin Hood. He dresses like Robin Hood. So Madarine... He mostly gets in fights. Yeah, she's made Marion. She's made Marion. Nazirudin Shah. One Nazirudin Shah. Right. We have a second Nazirudin Shah. The Grand Vizier Nazirudin Shah is the sheriff of Nottingham. And then the other one is a comedic doofus. Yeah, and um, there is a there is a witch uh, in in Prince of Thieves that the Sheriff of Nottingham like consults. But yeah, um, they were played by Alan Rickman in what is now an iconic role. I think these days people only really snake, remember yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for the Alan Rickman performance. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's up there with uh, Die Hard and Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, like I fully admit I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. I kind of want to now. I, you know what? I would sit down and rewatch it with you. It's also like pretty much the same runtime as Rajkumar. Yeah, uh, but the movie is essentially um, uh, Anil Kapoor sees um, Madhuri Dixit uh, bathing in a hilariously extended <laughs> bathing sequence where that there's again? like fourteen bathing mistresses and also a duck that she bumps into, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." So sexy. It was very sexy. Oh my god. Uh, the duck thing is important. I didn't think 
predatory addiction could get sexier after better. And then, I have no words. I have um, no words. The duck thing is important because she bumps into the duck <laughs> while dancing. And then she's like, ooh, I'm sorry. And then she like moves the duck away. I will say... That scene is not stolen from Robin Hood, Prince what, of the, Thieves. The bathing the, slash duck scene. Many of the others were. Um, and this is important because Inyoka Kapoor's like, well, she was actually really nice to that duck. So even though she's in charge of what we could consider an evil kingdom, uh, she's actually kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but adventures ensue. They break into the castle a lot. Uh, they start a rebellion against uh, Nazirudisha. And they have like a hideout like out in the woods. Yeah. He and do- okay, so- they're... Uh, they're robbing rich people who are going to the castle. They rob, then, they rob one rich guy. <laughs> yeah, but then you see a whole bunch of rich guys being like, we keep getting robbed. Yeah. Uh, and then also, at some point, the like bad kingdom goes to their hideout in the forest and ransacks it. Yeah. And you think that Raj Kumar has died after he saved a child and he was swinging on a rope and it got hit by a fire arrow. This is all yeah. from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, I'll tell you what was probably not in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. George Michael's Faith? Yes. So, <laughs> before I get to my thing, music in this movie actually slaps. Songs are good. It was a little odd that every time that there was like a romantic scene with an Eocomor Medjury Dick shit, that George Michael's Faith would play. Yeah. And then we eventually... But it also, it changed a few notes, so it's very unsatisfying version of the song. Yeah. And then we eventually see like their version of George Michael's Faith. Uh, and it's which, great. It, it was great, but it was also odd. It yeah. was very odd. Uh, I think people know I love George Michael. There's lots of kind of 80s cuts and like <laughs> leotards and stuff. And I'm all for it. I would happily watch these music sequences again. The movie's stupid. I don't think I'd watch it again. Uh, no, I think you would watch this movie again. I had a good time. But this is this is on the level of Madam X for you, Matt. You would watch this again. Yeah. If so, friend, if if our friend Mackenzie was over, yeah, he'd be into it. if we could ever have a friend over again, you would put this on. If um, Devin was over, yeah. you would put this on. The thing I want to get to, which I'm pretty sure is not the fight with the cannibal. Yes, the fight with the cannibal. So for now, okay, wait, I want to set this up. Yeah. It's his birthday party. It's his birthday party, and Madura Addiction is dancing. And no, 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 like, no, 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 no. Okay, so. I'm pretty sure it's Danny Ding Zongpa, dresses up as a Chinese guy, pretty racist, but he brings Naziruddin Shah a magic carpet for his birthday, and he says, tell the carpet anything you want, and the carpet will make it happen, betting that Naziruddin Shah wants uh, Madari Addiction to come back. He's right. He pulls the carpet over, and there she was. She was underneath the carpet. She dances a sexy dance. And at one point you said to me, this is the highlight of the movie. This is the best it's going to get. And yeah. then... And then another person has brought a large cannibal <laughs> who can be controlled with a flute as another birthday present to Nazarene Shah. Uh, and I was like, oh, buddy, this is getting even better. Then uh, Rajkumar has to fight the cannibal. And in true medieval style, they hook them up into a kind of rubber bungee jumping rig very Cirque du Soleil acrobatics type thing. And they start it, and oh yeah, the back wall comes down and it's essentially Thunderdome with a bunch of peasants beside yeah. cheering. So then they jump on these bungee jumping cords and bounce off of each other. At one point, Nilkapur <laughs> gets stuck on the ground and starts bouncing up and down. And then the cannibal essentially like dribbles him. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Gentle reader... Oh man, I couldn't help it. That was so good. It was, it was a, it was amazingly dumb. 
but I love I loved every moment of that sequence. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've described every scene in this film that isn't a ripoff of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Also, but a many, lot of many it scenes of this film are dumb and boring. Um, <laughs> also, I don't think there's a scene, or at least I don't recall a scene where Kevin Costner does drag in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, but Anil Kapoor definitely dresses up as a woman. It's Anil Kapoor does. tries to uh, seduce the dumb Nazarin Shah, not the smart one. If we were good podcasters, we would have rewatched Robin Hood before recording this, but we yeah. not. He also... I just, I, th- I thought my memory of it was strong enough. It might be the princess's birthday, but he also dresses up as another guy. And his disguise is to dress all in green, and then just to put a bigger mustache on top of his mustache. <laughs> right, yeah. I alluded to this earlier, but his best disguise is... What if Anil Kapoor, but bigger mustache? Yeah, you know who could really use that tip? Who? Uh, Mr. X in Doom 2, the Master of Disguise. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he could look Why like... Why paint yourself to make yourself look like a statue when you could or just dress put on... Or dress as the queen. You, you could, could just, just put on a, a bigger mustache. Have a, have a mustache all the time. Uh, yeah, this movie is very silly. It's buck wild. It is not good. But we had a lot of fun. So the thing about this movie is... Do you think we were laughing at this movie or laughing with this movie? And what else would you ask Nazi Rudenshaw in your hypothetical interview that is solely about this movie? Okay. Because we've never really had a desire... I think we were watching... I think we were laughing at it for the first 20 minutes. But then I kind of got on its wavelength and I thought... There's no way that Anil Kapoor <laughs> doesn't think that this is some dumb, dumb bullshit just to make a buck, right? Like, he is not... He's trying. He was really like childhood friends with the With producer. Robin Hood? Oh. <laughs> no, with the producer. Sure. Uh, but like, everyone is just goofing off and having a good time in this movie. Yeah. No one is taking it seriously. Red shit looks amazing. And Neil Kapoor also looks amazing. And like, he is laying on the charm real thick. It, yeah. it, I, I enjoyed it. So this is a weird movie because you've got the hand chopping, you've got the cannibal... But for the most part, I'd say, like, this is pretty kid-friendly. Like, I was disappointed in the lack of sword fights. Sword fights quotient increased over the course of the movie, but a lot of the time he would just punch people with swords or, like, throw them on the ground like a Star Trek move Mm -hmm. or flip them over, and Ali has some kind of martial arts that he does on people. Um, and I thought also, this was... he always has like a tattered rope tied around his head. Yeah, his hat is like a screwed up rope. It's weird. Um, but like, I was disappointed because I, I see swords. I want to see. I would. I want to see people get owned by swords. We watched Tanhaji a couple days ago. Multiple people owned by swords. I was very happy with this. But I this... feel like you were really let down by that giant cannon. Yeah, the cannon. We'll get to that in a couple weeks. That sucked. But this was mostly punching. Flipping people over in a way that would probably not bother them that much. But it, the fights got better. And I think that they spent all their money on the bad guy castle. Well, they which, certainly didn't spend it on getting the rights to the movie they were making. No, they didn't. No, they didn't <laughs> or the song that they were ripping off as well. Uh, but the bad guy castle looked kind of cool. If you ever had to interview Kevin Costner, would you ask him about this movie? He would be, what? <laughs> he would say, get me my lawyers right now. Nah, Kevin Costner seems like a nice guy. Uh, you know I'm pro the cost. You know what? Ali is dressed like he's in Waterworld. That's <laughs> that's his look. This is Anil Kapoor's Waterworld. It might not be his Prince of Thieves, but it's definitely his Waterworld. Yeah. I'm just really excited I finally convinced you to watch Prince of Thieves with me. I mean, I would watch it. Uh, this movie's not available on Shimmeru. 
Yeah. Really good English subtitles. It did I, have good English I subtitles. I thought the transfer looked fine, too. Yeah, the quality like, looked good. Aside from the fact that it looked like it was made... For $7. <laughs> um, oh, wow. That's a whole $4 more than I said. Yeah. Um, if you want... hesitate to say this, but if you want to turn your brain off fun action adventure, you can do worse. This is not a boring movie. It's silly and nonsensical at times, but it's also sexy. It's also an experience, yeah. which is, I think, something that we often want out of movies. This is just like, we want an experience. And it was also a surprise. It was I, a surprise. I thought it was going to be a lot more magical. Yeah. The the copy underneath explaining it, I was thinking a lot more kind of swords and sorcery. There is a witch. She doesn't really do much. No. Um, she gets hit by a laser beam. Or, I don't know. I was kind of nodding off at that point. But, uh, <laughs> okay, um, what are you going to ask Nazi Rudinshaw in your hypothetical interview? Okay, how much blow were these producers doing <laughs> while making the film? Because What was your favorite costume? What was your favorite costume? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got kind of like... Do you keep in touch with the cannibal? Was he nice? His co- All of his costume designs reminded me of um, The Thief and the Cobbler. That, oh sure. That legendary animated film. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of the vibe I thought. He'd have like a big heart and like kind of really embroidery like, and stuff. Like almost like Dracula capes with points. And he was always <laughs> and like purple, he, lots he of purple. Picking up his cape and flipping it over. Yeah. There's a dance scene at the end where Madhuri Diction is dancing for her life before she has to get married to him. Right. And I think he probably flips that cape at least six or seven times. <laughs> uh, they reuse the footage, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's dumb but fun. I'm sorry if this is your favorite movie. I kind of understand, though, actually. Like, if this is your favorite movie, you saw it as a kid and you thought it was a good time, and you think about it fondly. It's the same way you think of Labyrinth. Labyrinth is a better movie, obviously. But, uh, you know, if you were a kid and saw this, you might have thought, I'm burgeoning sexually because I've seen um, Madhuri Dixit, and also fun gags and stunts. What what more do you want? Yeah, it was... I think we had a good time. It was... It was a nice way to round out uh, kind of these movies that we were watching. Uh, Some heavy subject material. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't even really know what there is to say about it. Maybe I should have spent more time talking about 1942. But here we are. Uh, yeah, I want to know if the, I want to know if the cannibal was nice. <laughs> Do they keep in touch with each other? Um, I don't know. Did he get to keep the carpet? Yeah, did he keep the carpet? Did he keep all his outfits? I would have wanted to get all those outfits. I didn't get the Thief of Baghdad reference. I was thinking more Anton LaVey. Thief of Baghdad. The one you just said. Oh, Thief and the Cobbler. Thief and the Cobbler. Well, I, I, I didn't I get that. Know. I was thinking that Anton was... LaVey except with a jerry curl. Oh, yeah. And again, more color. Yeah. yeah, that was just kind of like, that was the aesthetic vibe I was thinking for his costume. I don't know if that I mean, was his actual costume, reference. His costumes did look like a magic carpet yeah. that he was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of neon yellow and stuff. Yeah. It was, it's really a treat for the eyes, this movie. <laughs> it's, you know what, the, to a certain extent, this film is indescribable. Yeah. Uh, you can watch it for yourself if you would like to have as much fun as we did. If you are as open to joy in your life if as you, we are. <laughs> if you liked, like, the camera work and okay. some of the sets of Ramsey Brothers movies where yeah. the camera's just, like, extremely energetic, maybe not always in focus, but, like... The camera is definitely trying to get the next thing into your view screen. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Anil Kapoor's performance? This is an episode about him. 
Uh, he looked like he was having the time of his life. Yeah, I, I, I he think he got to make out with Mandarin addiction a bunch of times. He got to punch people. And who, who dress, wouldn't want that? And dress up like Robin Hood and be a hero. Like, yeah, what? Who, that was fun. What actor would not want to do that? <laughs> is it serious acting? No. no. Are you? But is it? Does it seem enjoyable? Yes. That yeah. that bungee cord rig fight. You could just looks see. Like a lot of fun. You could just see my face light up as that scene started happening, couldn't you? I think I kept going. Over to the corner like, of the couch. And I was just, just like, no f***ing way. <laughs> this is what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will eventually return to the series to discuss films from the 2000s starring Anil Kapoor. I like having uh, two serious ones and one funny one. Sure. So yeah. you can find us the funny one and we'll, the serious ones we can find easily. But if you can think of a funny 2000s one that's, a, that's off the wall, let me know. All right. Uh, but that, that will be for a while. Um, because we have other episodes to get to. So, uh, what are we going to do next, Matt? Our next episode is in two weeks. Okay, so this will be drastically less fun, I'm guessing. (laughs) Um, We're going to be checking out the new Amazon Prime series, Patalok, uh, for Netflix and Dill. Uh, I've heard it. We've been doing a lot of Netflix and Dills lately. Well, we've been binging a lot of TV lately. Yeah. Because we're not really allowed to leave the house. Yeah. I've heard that this show is like really depressing and depraved, but also like fantastically done. It has an interesting heaven and hell element to it too. So I'm really excited to see it. Just yeah, might have to dim, uh, you know, delve back to some Rashomon scenes to cheer myself up. And boy, will they cheer you up! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'll be out in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Facebook.com/slash/followersforlovers, Tumblr.com, followersforlovers.tumblr.com. At Bollywood Pod on Twitter, I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-A-S-E-R. Reviews anywhere you uh, can get them, but Apple Podcasts is nice. Um, but if you put it anywhere, I think our review sort of app thing will notice. If you have left one on a more obscure platform, we haven't said it out loud, maybe send us a tweet. I think we're really only getting the Apple Podcast ones, but if there's other places where people would like us to look for reviews, Spotify, let us know. Android type things. While you're leaving us that review, you can subscribe to my other podcast that I do with Paul Matwichak called Trash Art in the Movies. We just did an episode on... Robin Hood. Uh, no, we didn't. I know. Just <laughs> again. Uh, oh man, if I could get Paul to watch Prince of Thieves, he would totally judge me. <laughs> Uh, no, we just did an episode on, uh, like, reality TV films. So oh, we right. discussed The Truman Show and Ed TV. Yeah. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Becca Dalkey for our artwork of Tuffy. We love him. Yeah. And, uh, Do you know who would uh, fight the sheriff of Nottingham? Who? Tuffy. <laughs> yeah. He's a defender of um, beauty and truth. Yeah. And that's it. We're done. Okay. Watch Rash Kumar. <laughs> Seriously. Like, just give it a shot. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I already have.